Shalom and welcome. I would like to take a moment to share with you all something that has recently impacted me while I was studying through the Torah portion of Kititsi, which is in the book of Deuteronomy, Sefer Devarim. And particularly, I was looking at the verses that we find in chapter 25, verses 13 to 16. And we, were, this is what we read in the English. You shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. A full and fair weight you shall have, a full and fair measure you shall have, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly, are an abomination to the Lord your God. So I'm reading there from the English Standard Version, if you are interested. So the, the thing that is so wonderful about this particular mitzvah is that it highlights to us how Scripture continually works to inspire and encourage us to see the amount of potential we have to affect the world around us for good. So Scripture shows us that we have agency in choice, that we contain unlimited potential in our capacity to observe the ways of God, and most importantly, that this growing capacity is incremental. So we journey towards knowing God more because of the way Scripture speaks to us to continually reveal the more. And this this idea of incremental growth is something that these verses actually speak to the heart of. And this is where I want to go with this. So it's amazing, really, because whenever I think of this idea about the, the revealing how Scripture speaks to us to continually reveal the more, I'm, I'm always come, come back to the way David Hamelik speaks about this in Tehillim 119. Verse 18, where again, what does he say? He says, Gal anai, anai, gal anai, unveil my eyes via vita, that I may perceive nif alot mitoratecha, wonders from your Torah. It's that unveiling process that is incremental, it's bit by bit small steps, journeys towards our capacity to observe more, to know more. And through that increment, incremental unveiling, God, and this is important, I think, for us to think about, God doesn't unveil our eyes to see everything all at once, because that would overwhelm us. I know, personally, that would overwhelm me. But God desires to journey with us towards that greater capacity to know him more. And why? Why is that? Why is that important that he, that he do it that way? Because it's at the heart of it, and I think this is a, a, a wonderfully simple idea, 
and that is that his desire is that we would be able to cope, cope with more of him. And so it's got to be incremental. It just has to be uh, so that we can increase our capacity for the more. And again, Scripture is amazing how it does this because Scripture presents these things to us so that we can observe, listen to, and meditate, discuss, meditate slash discuss these ways of God. And it's the discussion, oh my gosh, I love that. It's the discussion that allows us to formulate cognitive language. Not language that just we babble out, but a language that we actually can learn how to craft. We learn to craft the way we speak to communicate with greater clarity the wonder of God. And again, it's amazing how scripture does this. So these verses present to us an insight into the process of choice as action and, again, its incremental outcome. We view this mitzvah as what, what is labeled a negative commandment, where God is asking us to choose. It's important that we emphasize this. This is a choice. He's putting before us a choice. Because, of course, we can go and do it if we want. But he's saying, no, don't do that. So to choose to not have dishonest weights, that, that can be used to generate dishonest profit in the area, in the arena of trade and exchange. So specifically, don't own and have in your possession these faulty weights. See, there is also a very interesting thing that we see in this mitzvah that allows us to draw out deeper insight and meaning. Now look at verses 15 and 16, particularly the end of verse 15 going into 16, where he says this, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So that's the end of verse 15. And then in verse 16, he uses some very particular language here. Very particular. He says this, For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly, are an abomination to the Lord your God. So to act dishonestly. to And I love this word here because uh, it says, Or say... So to act dishonestly. So uh, or say comes from the, the verb asa, which means to build. So the way we act, the way we do life, the way we do things, the intent. And this is interesting because the reason that it's detestable because it speaks to the intent, the hidden things, the hidden thing that sits within the heart of a person and their intent is to defraud and what effectively they're doing is that is the way they are choosing choosing to build their life. They're choosing to build their life through the use of dishonest weights, large and small. So as we can see, these verses speak to continuity that is established through morality. Again, the end of verse 15, that your days may be long in the land. In other words, what is God saying here? He's saying to understand or set a veil, the way you act, the way you build. Is it dishonest? Is it a veil? Is it dishonest? And so this continuity 
this framework of morality establishes what is continued. So we can see, again, we see in these verses that these verses speak to that continuity and that that is established through morality. So even more important that this morality is not established by a human idea of morality, but by a divine standard that originates above our own capacity. So we see this in the language used. And because of this, we are able to ask the why question. Why does God do this here? Why does he use such language? Why does he talk about abominations and dishonesty because of the use of these dishonest weights, these inaccurate weights that affect trade and exchange? So why is this behavior detestable to God? And is there a flip side that points to something that empowers us to build and thrive, to build and thrive in the way we build? So I recently read an article written by Rabbi Mordecai Dexter that uh, was based on a writing by the Rev Elimelech Biederman which speaks in an insightful and eloquent way regarding what is occurring in these verses. And I just want to quickly share this with you. We see previously in the book of Vayikra, the book of Leviticus, particularly in verse chapter 19, verse 11, that God says, don't steal, all right? Don't steal from others. And naturally, you would infer that this idea of using dishonest weights is just stealing. So you're stealing incrementally from the people around you. But here's the interesting thing. God doesn't use the type of language that he uses here in the book of Devarim and in regards to what he's talking about when he says don't steal for one another. So the Torah describes the specific prohibition of faulty weights. When it does this, it goes out of its way to explicitly condemn the practice saying again that all who do these things are an abomination to God all who do falsehood so general theft as severe as it as it is does not carry this harsh condemnation so again this the why what is what is going on here? what is it about faulty weights that warrants the use of such language now to understand this we need to ask ourselves, how much money is stolen when a person uses a false weight? So in order to fool customers, they the use of these weights or the adjustment of the scales, what has to be slight so as not to raise suspicion. So one would probably, again, offset the weight by no more than 10%, maybe even 5%. So if a person was selling, let's say, um, some apples for $1, uh, let's say a dollar per kilogram, but the scale is set to be to weigh heavier. That means they're going to charge more. They're going to, and that may be ten cents. May and all that all they may be acquiring in that one traction can sorry that one transaction is ten yen, ten cents. But think about this. So after ten purchases, if it's ten cents, they're making a dollar. So after a day, you know, they might make well over a dollar. But 
here's where it's get, it gets interesting because we've got to look at this as what is increment something that is happening occurring incrementally so over a year this could amount to thousands of dollars so the crime of false weights and measures is so abominable because it is not simply the result of a one-time temptation it takes obvious again obvious premeditation to alter the scale so what is it doing it's speaking to the heart and to the intent of the person doing this thing so obvious premeditation obvious thought to alter the scales to decide each and every day to open up your shop to do business with false weights so that every sale is a small act of theft it is this unrepentant ongoing engagement in crime that warrants the Torah's severe condemnation. Now here's where things get interesting because what is this also pointing out to us? So the, the choice, the incremental choice to do wrong, that builds in a certain way. But what's the flip side of this? Well, the, the flip side of this is the incremental choice to do what's right in the little things. Now this translates into a vast area of understanding our potential in the way we build ourselves. And I, when, I, when I was looking at this, I realized that we build incrementally. We build bit by bit. When we are learning to do something, we do it in small stages. And we, we must take that idea and apply it to our walk with God. We shouldn't be expecting from ourselves immediate change. When an idea about something presents it to ourselves, and we struggle to implement that, and we struggle to, we wrestle with the idea, and we can't, it takes us a long time to work out. And we start to think, oh my, I'm just not good enough at this. But we need, at, at that moment, we need to stop, and we need to realize that step by step, Little step by little step, the journey is walked. We build towards something. When I was learning how to program software languages and create programs, I had to, day by day, I had to struggle with foreign ideas and concepts, incorporating external ideas till they became internalized. And I was, I was just really impacted again by the way scripture here is talking about an incremental wrongdoing but we can also look at it as this is when we don't do that when we don't do do, do the small little hidden wrong things that build towards a, a, a great wrongdoing on the flip side we're doing incremental steps of doing the right thing and consider the effect, even though people may may not even be aware of this, but the effect on the community, the effect on our families, the, the effect on ourselves because we choose to do the little things and the way we learn. We understand that it's the little things build the big things. So this is this is encouraging to us because again it speaks to to the heart of our 
potential in the way we build. The grand ideas become a reality because of the small steps. You build a house slowly, methodically, with purpose, making good choices along the way because you choose to use good materials instead of using a cheap material over here or cutting corners here and there. Those little things, again, if you if you build that way, cutting the corners and then the little, I'm just going to save a little bit of money here and then maybe a bit of little money over here. In the, in the long run, what is the effect? The building, the house, is not as stable. It's not as strong. Some things start to break quicker and sooner than they should because we tried to not do it the right way. So we should be encouraged. We need to encourage ourselves and we need to see how scripture is encouraging us. Even when we think it's only pointing to negative behavior, look deeper and see that actually it's showing us that the flip side of the effect of the good behavior, the, the effect of good choices to take the longer journey instead of trying to get there quicker and take the shortcuts. Shortcuts may be fun, yes. Sometimes they're helpful, but in the long run, our walk with God is not a shortcut. It can never be. The way we build our lives is not made up of shortcuts. It's made up of the little things building towards something greater and knowing knowing that our potential is realized because we pay attention to the little things. And how encouraging is that? Because it's the little things that God speaks to, like here in this verse, these innocuous little weights that have profound effect in the long run. He speaks to those little things, and he invests into those little things in us to build our capacity to realize our potential to respond to him and have greater capacity in the long run. How wonderful is his Torah to us. Shalom, shalom, Baruch Hashem.